You're listening to the Bear in Mind Podcast, episode 130. A podcast that breaks it down so you can break the cycle for good. Now your host, Tara Rama, but you can call her T. There might be no reason to love anger. And I'm going to give you three good reasons. And if by the end of it, you're like, nope, then that's okay too, because it's kind of a hard sell. Now, you may be thinking that I don't need to love anger, and I totally get that, but let me ask you this. What is your opinion of anger? Would you put it in the negative group of emotions or positive emotions? And I'm not going to put it into the positive, but more often than not, anger has gotten a really bad reputation. And even if you intellectually think, well, anger is an emotion and all emotions are valid, we still have a lot of messaging where we, I think, in the back of our heads unconsciously put anger into this really negative place. And so and an example of this is a lot of times when a woman And this is kind of how we do it. This is how I think the messaging comes across. And it's 100% my opinion, is that when women, as opposed to men, are angry, they're often called really awful names. If they show up angry, let's say in the workplace, they're called the, the swear word that starts with a B. And when a male does this, it's often communicated as standing up for yourself. And so there's a subtle way where we associate anger in that way and we still communicate the message that anger is bad because we're trying to associate with certain things that maybe are less valued in our society. And you can even see this with race. A lot of times when race is communicated, anger is associated with a person of color, a black person. And so even that kind of communication subtly has messaging around anger being so unbelievably bad. So with these three reasons that I'm going to give you, it can kind of pull a little bit, shift that anger out of that really bad reputation. And it's kind of like giving yourself permission. It's, It's a privilege you can give yourself when society maybe doesn't give it to you. It doesn't give you that permission, maybe as a woman to feel angry and it's not seen as standing up for yourself. And it feels like a constant fight. And this is where internally you can give yourself that privilege. You don't have to wait for anyone else to give you that. So let's get started with the three reasons why I love anger. And I didn't used to like it. In fact, I used to be so afraid of it. So the first one is anger is going to tell you about yourself. When we talk about finding ourselves and all of these kind of different ways of expressing it that we need to find our true self or be authentic Anger is often defined as the emotion about the self. And that definition doesn't tell you what anger is, but it tells you kind of what you get out of anger when you do understand it. So when you understand why you're feeling angry, you will then understand yourself better. However, that definition when anger is about the self doesn't really help you understand anger. In fact, I think a better definition for understanding it and then therefore understanding yourself is Anger is simply you don't want to be here. You don't want to be in whatever situation it is that you're in. It can be here. It can be a physical location. 
It could be some cir- circumstance you find, maybe you lost your job, something like that. You don't want to be here. Your kids are screaming, you don't want to be here. And I really like that definition because then what it allows you to do is understand why you're angry. Simply even looking at that definition of anger, being like, oh, I don't want to be here. And then looking at it, well, because. I don't want to be here because. And filling in the end of that sentence, then you understand yourself. And that is why, that is the first reason why. Because it will tell you all of that stuff about yourself that you're like, well, I really wish I knew who I was and, and not feel so lost. Anger is such a great place to start understanding why you feel that you don't want to be in the situation. So then that ties into the second reason is that because it tells you about yourself, it also then tells you about your preferences in relationships. So if you know what it is you like and you don't like, then it's easier to navigate your relationships. And I'm going to use a little bit specific example because it sounds, I think even when I was thinking about it, it sounded kind of super vague. So preferences in relationships. So for example, I was at an event, a quite large event, and I was talking to a pretty good friend of mine. And she started talking about other people in the room. And she did this a couple times. And I don't like that. And I don't want to be here. And I was a little irritated. I wasn't full-blown anger. But even that irritation, which is, which is still a form of anger, I felt it in that moment. And I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be with my friend at a party talking about somebody in the room and yeah, not in a very positive way. It would air on maybe gossiping. And what this does, and all it does is it tells me my preferences, my preferences and how I interact with people, the preferences I want in my relationships. When I am speaking to friends, I want to focus on more on our stories. It doesn't mean you don't mention other people. That's not what I mean but I want to hear more about your story. And then I want to share more about my story. I don't want to be talking about whether or not that person got cosmetic surgery. That's not what I want to be doing. And that is what I've referred to. It's it's your manual, kind of how you think things should be. And of course, people aren't going to follow that should. And you can look at that preference and you can decide if you want to keep that preference. So when I go back to that first reason, knowing yourself, you get to decide if you want to keep that preference in relationships. And all you need to do is say, yes, I would like to change that or no, I don't want to change it. And in fact, I don't want to change this. I I don't like it. And I like my reasons why I don't like to talk about other people, especially in the same room. And I really like my reasons for it. And I like the fact that it's a preference in my relationship. And so what this allows you to do in your relationship is to set a boundary. Now with her, I, I set a very subtle boundary. I didn't, I changed the subject. And so I was able to then not engage more in this conversation about this other person. So that's what it allows you to do. It allows you to have those preferences in relationships and then decide how to go about those relationships. And some of those decisions might be simply changing the subject. Some of those decisions may be, in fact, not to continue communicating all the way to the extreme end, but there's so much gray in between. And that is why I like anger, because whenever you feel that irritation or that frustration, it doesn't have to be full-blown rage or anything, it begins to tell you about yourself, and then it begins to tell you how to navigate those relationships. 
And so that brings me to the third reason is that because you know yourself and because you know the preferences in your relationships, that equation one plus two will equal amazing relationships. And I also mean amazing relationships with anyone from your neighbor to an acquaintance to a colleague, whomever it is, you can have amazing relationships when you understand yourself, why you're angry, number one, and then two, how you translate that into your preferences and how you want to interact with people in your in your relationships, and then either not setting a boundary or setting a boundary around that, then you'll be able to have amazing relationships with anyone. And I'm going to give you an example. I used to be, and I'm, I would consider myself a recovering people pleaser where I would have a friend and they would ask me to do something or there would be something in a group and then they would have this event. And because it was my friends or acquaintances and people I knew, I would then go and say yes to a lot of things. I said, yes, I was people pleasing because this person wanted to go out to this restaurant or see this concert and so forth. And what I would find is that I would be irritated because I really didn't want to be here. Again, that goes back to the definition. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be at this concert. I didn't want to be at this event. I didn't want to be at this restaurant. And as I got to understand what it is, the situations that I did want to be in, and navigate my relationships around that idea, I had amazing relationships. So today, and I have a great example, this just happened last weekend, I went to two events. Both of them, I wanted to go. One of those events, I didn't know who else was going to be there. It was in one of our larger groups, they were doing a smaller event, but then I didn't even look at the guest list. But I remember when I signed up to go to this event, one of my acquaintances, I ran into her and she was like, do you know who's going? Do you know who's going to this thing? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't look at the guest list. I don't know who's going. I had decided I want to go to this. I want to be here. I want to see this performance. And from that standpoint of deciding that you want to be here and then showing up and knowing what your boundaries are with people and your preferences and relationships, you can have amazing relationships. So when I went to this event and the people there, I knew them. I didn't know what the mix was going to be like. I was able to have a good time. And because of those two things, one is I understood myself and the situations that I want to be in. And two, how I want to interact with people, my preferences in relationships and setting those boundaries, I can walk into those situations that I choose and know that I'm going to have that amazing time with them because I will set those boundaries that I learned from understanding my irritation, from understanding my frustration. And then that equation equates to, well, that sounds kind of right, that equation equals having amazing relationships with anyone that you choose to want, that you want to be in a relationship with. And that is three great reasons to maybe, if you're not all the way there, not exactly love anger, but shift it a little bit out of that bad reputation. And that's all I have for you this week. I'll check back with you next. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.